So let's go into our first story. We're looking at the environment and we're talking about uh, a space on coastlines that I always find quite amazing to go to. Mangrove forest, mangrove forests. And if you uh, have ever been into any of the mangrove forests on the KwaZulu-Natal coastline, it's like a magical space and you see all these little crabs crawling out of soft, muddy spaces. It's really quite wonderful. Dr. Jacqueline Raw is a postdoctoral researcher and research chair in the Shallow Waters Ecosystem at Nelson Mandela University. Dr. Raw, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me, Michelle. Dr. Raw, if we talk about a mangrove forest, what are we actually describing? Well, we're describing this special kind of forest. It's made up of trees. Um, and these trees are specially adapted that they can only live within tidal areas. So that's why we only find mangroves within estuaries. Um, so areas that are influenced by the tide. So what would you, um, if you had to go into a mangrove forest, I mean, it's been a while since I've been to one of the ones on the Kwazuluna coastline, but um, what would people see, find, and how different is it to a normal coastline? Okay, so we have mangroves within our estuaries, and we have them um, out of all of the are around 214 estuaries along the east coast of South Africa, and only 32 of them have mangroves, so within KwaZulu-Natal, and there are also a few in the Eastern Cape. Uh, within a mangrove forest, we've got, well, the trees themselves, and then there are also a whole bunch of different animals that live within mangroves, like you described, the crabs and the snails, and also lots of bird life. Oh, it, it is quite an amazing thing. So what is the challenge that we are currently seeing uh, with regards to our mangrove swamps here in South Africa? Well, mangroves in South Africa, they don't really, they're quite small in terms of area coverage. Yeah. In the country, we only have around 2,000 hectares. Um, and this is just because of the nature of where they occur. The estuaries are quite small. Uh, the forests don't really have much space to grow in. But we value our mangroves for their biodiversity in South Africa because they are these wonderful ecosystems that have all of these different um, birds and other sorts of animals that live in them. Um, so the kinds of threats that are facing mangroves, we have in urban areas, especially pollution, plastic pollution, heavy metal pollution impact our mangroves. And in rural areas, there are other impacts that can include over-harvesting, but overall, our mangroves are not in bad condition in South Africa. So why are they important? You talk about biodiversity, but they also act um, as, as, if I'm not mistaken, as like carbon storage spaces. I'm trying to really imagine how yeah. that happens. Okay, so this is why mangroves are becoming the kind of superheroes in the climate change uh, sphere at the moment. Um, so like all plants, mangroves can take up carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere and then through photosynthesis they then use that carbon dioxide. What makes mangroves special is then the carbon can also be stored within the soils. So because the soil is waterlogged because the tide comes in and it's muddy, muddy soils, the carbon can be stored there and it can be stored for very long periods of time, like we're talking thousand years. Sure. Um, and that's much more than in 
like a terrestrial rainforest where the carbon that is in the soil can be remineralized by bacteria with, you know, wood is broken down and stuff over time. But that doesn't really happen in a mangrove because it is tidal, because you have that water coming in and flooding it. So let's look at two challenges that I imagine we need to deal with when we think about our mangrove uh, forests and swamps here in South Africa. One, if we look at climate change, the differentiation between coastal flooding or coastal not flooding, but I imagine we're going to see more and more flooding as time goes by, uh, certainly if I think of what Lewis Pugh has been telling us. Secondly, I'm thinking about KwaZulu-Natal beaches in particular, um, if we're looking at surge, which is streaming into into the ocean, the impact that could have. Okay, so it's a bit of a it's not a an one one answer because mangroves can help it to some degree when there is flooding because they can provide a buffer against yeah. um, against against floods, but only to a certain point yeah. because once you have extreme weather events then you're still going to get scouring and erosion of the of the banks and that can lead to loss of mangroves. Um, in terms of the pollution, there have been some recent studies showing that mangroves can actually act as a filter to remove some harmful things from, from the water and that's one of the, you know, what we call an ecosystem service that this, this natural area is doing for us for free. Um, and so it's another reason why we need to keep mangroves in good condition. So if you are walking near a mangrove, if you like uh, doing a hike or whatever, what is the way that we protect them very briefly? Oh, well, definitely if you see any plastic, you should pick it up. <laughs> yeah. And that would be number one. Um, yeah. Okay. So definitely just pick up plastic and keep it safe. That's Dr. Jacqueline Raw, postdoctoral researcher. She's the research chair in shallow water ecosystems at the Ocean Sciences Campus at the Nelson Mandela University. The Ocean Sciences Campus, that just sounds like such an interesting place to spend one's time and do some work.